Welcome back, everyone, to R2Cast number 62. Quite a, I say an interesting guest every every time, but it's quite a, a different episode for some reasons at the minute that you'll find out in a minute. Uh, last week, we were in France. Well, I wasn't in France, but we spoke to someone in France about cider, about wine, about that sort of thing. Good chat with Lorraine, who is a published author. Next week, we'll be journeying back to Ayrshire uh, to meet Jane Strawhorn, who some of you may or may not know, who is... I believe, well, no, I don't believe she is National Vice Chair at SAYSC, the Scottish Association of Young Farmers Clubs. Um, she's done everything in Young Farmers, so if you're interested in hearing about getting into farming and maybe you're not from it or anything Young Farmers, that is the podcast along with number 57, McCall McKinnon, six weeks ago to listen to. But today is number 62 and there's a reason that number 62 has been chosen. Um, this person was born in 1962, which I'm sure he's happy with you, uh, happy with me telling you. Uh, and this year does mean that is his 60th birthday, which we're going to get into later on in the episode because there's quite an interesting thing about his 60th birthday. But if you haven't already guessed and you haven't already seen from the photo or whatever uh, on the on the YouTube channel, that is probably one of the people that I couldn't get much closer to from a relationship perspective in that he is my father. So I don't know what I'm going to call him throughout the, the podcast, but it's going to be dad. Colin's going to feel very strange. So I think it might have to be dad. Maybe we'll throw in an old Coley here and there. But dad, would you like to say hello? Hello. <laughs> Before we get on in to another excellent episode of the R2 cast, I would just like to thank the sponsor for the show today, The Scottish Farmer a weekly magazine highlighting everything you need to know regarding the Scottish agricultural industry. Whether it's breaking news, events happening in the sector, market reports, classified ads, or just wholesome stories happening in the industry, the Scottish farmers got it for you. So this is going to be quite quite fun in that the, the background dad is in is one that you'll have seen me in for R2Cast number 53 through 56, I think, was where I was still filming at home when I was on Aaron. Um, for those of you that follow R2K, follow Rural to Kitchen on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you will have seen a farm. There's two farms that pop up. One is the Barony, where I work, and the second one that's sort of the main farm at Lamentines and such like is the farm that I've been brought up on my whole life for about 23 years before I left. And uh, Dad is very much the same in regards to that. So enough of me giving a bit of an intro about yourself. It feels so wrong saying Colin, it's going to have to be Dad. Um, could you tell us a bit about yourself, Dad, from when you were younger? Was were you were you from a farm as a youngster? I was from here, from Ridge Farm. And uh, well, basically I think all I wanted to do was go to the farm. Uh, I wasn't very clever at the school, and I think weekends <laughs> we sweat along for as much as any nights. No, I wasn't as bad as that, but I wasn't very good at the school. I just wanted to. I always wanted to have a go at farming. I wouldn't say I'm brilliant at it, but uh, 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 yeah, just exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just before we turned record on, Dad and I were chatting about uh, football, which I'll be surprised if it doesn't come up at some point in this podcast, because if there's anything he loves more than farming, and hopefully mum, it's probably football. Um, the But I'm a Liverpool fan, and uh, I am... <laughs> Also a Rangers fan, but I would say I probably follow Liverpool more. But Dad's very much a Jairs fan. He's just told me the Rangers and Liverpool will be play- have joined each other in Champions League, so we might be heading, heading to that game if we can. But um, aside from farming and football, when you were younger, there was just nothing else for you. Is that right? What do you mean? <laughs> no, there's nothing else for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing else you wanted to do, shall we say. 
No, I, I know it wasn't he, one of the brightest I see. So one of the things I always did, if I had a fancy for, was auctioneering, but I knew I would never get very far at it. But no, farming was always what I wanted to do. Uh, and yeah, basically that is just exactly what I've done. <laughs> Absolutely is, which we'll get into. And, and auctioneering is an interesting one. Um, it's, it's not something you pursued, but certainly having grown up in the same house as you my whole life, it's something you certainly do all the time and that you're uh, uh, running off as if you are an auctioneer. Um, do you think you would have pursued that in, in a different world for some different reasons? I, I don't really know. I, it's something I always, as you know, I just said, I always like, always like listening to auctioneers. I know of a few pretty good ones and one that I know very well is Robbie Wilson. But mm -hmm. uh, just, and from the early days, just was always the thing I, I was intrigued by. But uh, no, I think farming would still be, would still be the first choice. Yeah. It's uh, for anyone listening from in livestock farming in Scotland, Robbie Wilson will be a name, I'm sure, that, that will ring some bells to a lot of folk, a bit of a stalwart in the, the stalwart in the industry. Um, Another good Rangers math. <laughs> I knew it was going to start coming in at some point. You mentioned to David Mundell and other folks, I'm sure, about uh, the Rangers side of things. <laughs> um, so could you tell us about the history Dad, I can't, I can't do Colin. It feels too weird. I do it for a joke, but it feels weird officially. Tell us about history about um, Bridge Farm. You're, you'll be second generation, is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mum, I'd come in here in 59, in 1959, and mm -hmm. uh, born obviously in 62. So, yes, uh, you'll, be, you'll be the third, the third yeah. generation. Uh -huh. Well, I don't know if I can be classed as that. Uh, was was <laughs> that... Was that just Bridge Farm then, or was there were there other parts involved there? Um, just Bridge Farm. Then. They they moved up from the south end. Yeah, obviously you've got three. I've got three big sisters, as you know. Obviously, <laughs> and Myra were born in the south end, and Leslie and I were born up in Shuskin. Uh, and that was uh, when they moved. They moved up was in uh, 59, 1959. and purely because I. We'll get into. Oh, we'll probably come back to this. Actually, It'd make more sense to come back to it. Just thinking chronologically. Um, once you finished school, did you? What year did you go to at school? Fourth year high school was it? Or fifth? I was still fifteen. Like you're fifteen. June, I would be sixteen in September. That the yeah. that when I left. Mm -hmm. and, and did you go to college after that? I went to Oat, uh, Oat Ridge on block release. It was like. I think it was a minimum, of, if I remember, a minimum of six weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, in the third year, you could go, I can't even now, two or three months, but I didn't. I, actually, I was there just about the six weeks each uh, each time. But I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Aye. Uh, so that was that was two years, two years of six weeks. Is that what you mean? Three years. Three years. First, aye. First two years, I think, I'm kind of guessing, but I think it was a minimum of six weeks. And then the third week, the third year, you could do up to, Three or four months, I can't just remember exactly, but something like that. And was that at 16 you went? Uh, yes, I think it would be. 16, yeah. maybe on 17, but I think it was still 16. Yeah, yes. I think it would be yeah. about 16 or 17, yeah. Any any riotous tales of Oatridge? <laughs> I couldn't tell that. <laughs> I thought that would be the answer. <laughs> probably, that, probably there's that many of them. That might be that. <laughs> <laughs> was was college for you? 
I think you know the answer to that. I know, but the people listening don't. <laughs> I didn't. It was okay. I enjoyed, I enjoyed being there. Don't get me wrong. But um, <laughs> but both sides of that. Not sure. Not sure. Yeah. Um, I know. Like What you always told me when I was younger. Well, not when I was younger. Just what you always told me was uh, being being on the farm at home was was the thing really. So going away for college was good crack. But you were always quite quite excited to get back in the boat. Um, would Would you come home at weekends? Is that how that worked? Or did you... Well, it usually would be. Well, so it was just it was maybe just two weeks each time I was there. So usually we just stay. You know, yeah, weekend. Uh, the odd time you maybe had to come back for some reason, but generally it was usually two weeks at a time. So I usually just waited the two weeks, you know. Yeah. And when, yeah, for sure. When when I was what 17, eight, 17 I'd have been, uh, you would have went back to Oak Ridge with myself just to scope it out for me going as a student. Had it changed much? Uh, yes, it had, but there were still there were still certainly things I could remember, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it. Well, there was obviously there was the horse arena. Aye. That was there was a golf course. I don't know whether there still is, but but that that also wasn't there when I was there. But yeah. a lot of things, yes, probably changed. I mean, we maybe never saw the whole place as such. We saw a good lot of it, but you still, I can still remember bits, and it was the first time I had been back. To be quite honest, was it? Yeah, you wouldn't have been back since, will you? So I think you will have. No, I haven't. Just that once. No. Um. I'm just trying to sort of gauge the timing here, uh, and I think I'm right in saying once you'd finished college, you looked at doing a, a harvest. Um, well, you, yeah, I would, it would be maybe a year or so. I think it was about kind of 21, maybe. I, I went to the same the same place down in the borders in Coldstream uh, with a chap, Willie Orr, a really nice, really nice folk, and I was there for three, three years in the trot. Uh, just basically our job was mainly bailing the straw. It was a square baler, you know, the old square baler, flat eight system. Mm -hmm. uh, for two years, as you know, there was another, a friend of yours from the island went, taught nothing, Aki went, nothing to do with, with me. It just it happened to be the same job. So, uh, yeah, we enjoyed it down there. Nice part of the country. And, what uh, sort really, of really nice. Sorry, people no one to go. No, um, no, what sort of size of place was that then? Do you have any idea? Or I'm not sure. I think it was off the top of my head, something about around about 600 acres, mostly all arable. I think there was maybe maybe about 30 acres, possibly something like that, of woodland. Uh, and right. the rest was mainly, it was all cropped. I think it would be maybe an odd time, there'd be a field kind of, uh, we'd get a year or two as a layoff, but it was basically all. A barley, barley mm -hmm. wheat. And it was, I think, it was protein peas they called them then. Oh, yeah, right. I think, yeah, I think that was the. Uh, and they do also rape. I think, I think at the time I know they did later on, but I think they did too. Although I personally wasn't there when it was harvest. Are they? Are they still still going? Still in? Still in farming? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. And um, we're just about harvest time at the minute. At the time of recording, I assume we're recording this just in mid-August or late August, I guess. Um, aye, so would would you have seen yourself in the arable sector or not? No, no I, I, I quite enjoyed, you can enjoy down seeing it, but uh, I think I was more, more kind of 
sheep and cattle, really. But I did, I did quite enjoy. It was a good wee break, and uh, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. I, I was, you know, really hadn't seen much in the way of kind of big arable, and and obviously the surrounding areas was just all pretty much arable. So it was combine machines just going all the time in the surrounding area, you know, and. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was it was interesting. Well, I've done it for three years, and I don't regret it. It was really good. Mm-hmm. And Very you, good. yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a th- well, I've done it myself, and it pretty much at the exact same age. It's a eye opener. Learn a bit more on the other side. Yeah, other side that you've not been involved in. So yeah, it's, it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, the that you you finished college probably about eighteen, about eighteen nineteen. Uh, yeah, it would be three kind of years, depending on when the started was, but it would be around about 19, aye, something yeah. like that. And, and around the times you're at college, and now once you're finished, apart from the, the times at the harvest a couple of years later, it was pretty much just home, just home uh-huh. for you then, yeah. No, uh, I used to not... <laughs> Not anything that some of the boys we know at the clipping nowadays, but I used to do a wee bit of clipping in Ireland. That's the exact uh, thing I've just written. I'm just going to ask that. Clipped with a few people in Ireland. One, one that I mainly clipped was Charlie Brayhead, Charlie McAllister. Mm-hmm. But I've clipped with John Murchie, Jasper, Donald Murchie. And I, I clipped with a New Zealander, Mike Gilbert. And I used to say that I think... I really just went along for company for Mike. <laughs> that was about the size of it. But it was good. And it was nice to go, go in. All right, it was just all the farms and Ireland basically knew the people anyway, but it felt quite nice to go, you know, to see just the different different things. I like that. And nowadays, obviously, the two, well, Neil's no clipping so much, but the two McMaster boys who are very good at that job, you know. Um, well, yeah, funnily enough, Stuart and, uh, and John, who's, who's John, John Prentice, who's Stuart. Apprentice was quite quite uh, fitting, but I want to have John and Chelsea on the podcast. We we had it arranged, but um, just timings and whatnot. So they'll they'll probably be number two from Aaron. They're a really young couple uh, that were well. The couple were brought up. John was brought up on Iona. Uh, John's John's parents, um, Andrew and Lorna, have Moylefold uh, Highlanders, who you may have seen if you're listening at a Highland show, um, and they've moved over to Aaron to to uh, to basically run the farm, the Highlanders and the Blackies, and a farm the other side of the island for, way, for from where we are based. So hopefully going to have them on as well, which will be a good episode, especially for you youngsters that are listening and, and quite keen to get into the industry. But um, quite interesting hearing about the, the New Zealander. It's just just different gravy, different gravy in the sheer inside. Some of the, the boys that come over just fly through it. Um, and the, I think at, at the time of recording, I think four days ago, I don't know if you knew this, Dad, but Lloyd Reese. Um, just broke the world record for the most lambs shorn in a, was it a nine-hour period, 903, 902, I think. I didn't remember the name, but yes, I did see that. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I was, was watching, what was that, sorry? I think it was nine-something, 900-something. Yeah. I think he, he shore 903, but the last one didn't get counted in the timing, so it was 902, uh, but... One of the boys, good mates with, was there, and the atmosphere just looked like absolute great crack. And it's actually guided me on to um, a question, maybe not more about your, not about yourself, but you were there. Uh, could you tell us a bit about the the day that Grant Hurcum broke the world record for the fifty hours year? Did he break the world record? Is that right? Maybe that's wrong. I can't tell you about the record, yeah. but I think 
maybe maybe if I'm wrong here, but I think it was 2,142, something 42 or 46. I, I, I do. I, it was quite unbelievable. It was a 50-hour event. You know, it yep. was it was like you had to do with breaks, but that was uh, yeah, it was it was really quite something to see. I did go down. Uh, it's a few years ago now uh, down in Stranraer, and it was it was excellent. It really was. It was well done to him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't know how uh, that would have taken me about ten years. <laughs> <laughs> well, going at the rate I've done it, given I think I've done about twenty five in my twenty five years, it would take me to over two thousand years. So, um, were you there for the end? Were you there for the end? We 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 did yes, which was quite impressive. It was packed, and it was it really was it was I was pleased to be there. It was a great thing to see. Yep. Tremendous. Did, did you ever see a career in Sheeran? No. No. I, I could clip sheep, and but I wasn't near fast enough. wasn't near fast enough. I could work away clipping sheep, but uh, I, I didn't mind doing it. I didn't mind doing it. Uh, but not, not the kind of figures that you need to do to make that. I, I couldn't manage that. I just couldn't manage. <laughs> um, but perfect for... for, for uh, getting the sheep on Adam though. Um, so what I was trying to say earlier and thought it would make more sense to go off to college and try and do it a bit more in order. Uh, back on the farm, um, you mentioned that your dad, my grandfather, Papa um, and and Gran uh, came to Bridge Farm in 1959. So when you're coming back from college, it's probably late 70s, I'm guessing. Um, what, what was your involvement? Did you just get in? Were you... Were you involved in management? Were you involved in just no, your dad? No, I, I think you probably know yourself. Well, the farm wasn't huge. It wasn't. It wasn't big. So I, I really just kind of worked at, on the farm and was there quite a lot. But if there were any wee bits of jobs like different farmers, and that, I did a bit of that. Like there were quite a few farmers at the time, maybe helping them with beasts or sheep, you know, cattle or sheep or whatever. So it was a bit of, a bit of both worlds, really. But generally based here at Bridge Farm and done a lot of the things with Dad. But as I say, if there were other bits of jobs, it brought a wee bit, a wee bit money and you can like yeah. so the clip helping folk with whatever the job may be, if, if they was available, he used to try and do again some of these things. For sure, yeah. And and purely purely because of the knowledge I've got, I've been brought up my whole life there. Uh, there's more than just Bridge Farm now. So there's what? There's one, yes. two, probably well, six bits. We'd have bridge farm in Balnacool, and by the time I came back from the harvest, we had let we had an agreement that we will we let Dum and Yech by then, mm -hmm. it was right next door. So we still have out, out of interest. You might not have rough exact figures, but maybe maybe you will roughly when you came back that sort of mid to late seventies time. What sort of what sort of numbers of stock would be on the farm, roughly? Maybe, maybe about thirty-five circulars. Some like that, maybe not mm -hmm. even quite thirty-five, and about just about two hundred and thirty, forty sheep. Right. But then we get done, and yeah, it kind of very nearly doubled. It was there were all oh, cases, but there was about two. I think it was about two fifty when we took over it. Right, round about that, you can. All round about the same time, you know. Yeah. And um, could you, I right, just just tell us about the, it, 
you know this now, you, you're one of the one of the main listeners of the podcast. Um, the a lot of the people listening are youngsters getting involved or folks that are maybe in the industry and sort of working their way up and stuff like that. Could you tell us what was involved from from the time of being at that thirty five odd sucklers, two hundred and thirty roughly sheep? And the process involved in increasing to that double, was it just a, a one-year thing or was that over the process of, of, of five or six years? I think it would be more of a kind of, I can't, to be honest, I can't just mind exactly, but I know that your, your mum and I, when we got done in the, the money quail, we decided then that with we'd, we'd, the cows for a year or two, we decided we would cut the cows because our biggest problem was making enough winter feeding, you know, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to go more to sheep and now we've just, I mean, we've just, as you know, a dozen sucklers. We'll have last year's calves still, but that's about, you know, at any one time we'll know of any more than about 35 to 40 cattle. So, you know, big and small. Uh, so I suppose it would be maybe more, maybe more since your mum and I kind of started, they, they would kind of cut the cows down, but uh, nothing major really, but just, you know, kind of, Shifted it about to what suited better, you know. And was, yeah. Aye. Be- before that, those sort of changes were made, uh, let's go back to the time of roughly 200-ish. Um, is that mainly blackies? And is there is there a, a, a variation of, of beef breeds there? Or what sort of thing are you looking at? We'd have some cross use. I, I, I just can't honestly just sort of remember. Uh, kind of t- it would be maybe slightly before the, kind of, the mule was so much... We sometimes crossed Cheevits in these days, you know, the black face to the Cheevit, kept some of them. And they then, it was a Suffolk we used then as the, <coughs> excuse me, general, as more so, as you know, now we work more with the Texel. But at that time, that was, and uh, well, you can uh, lower them or finish them, whatever, whatever was done with them at the time. Would there be much finishing done then? Maybe a bit more? We did grow a two or three acre of turnips, so we'd maybe do, you know, maybe, I don't know, say 70 to 100 lambs, maybe we'd keep over a bit. And these days, there used to be, there'd be different ones would come if you wanted, and they would draw, draw lambs for you. There used to be mm-hmm. then FMC, Fat Stock Marketing Corporation, and they used yeah. to say they would draw your lambs and as part, you know, and, and would sell lambs at the markets as well. It, it, a bit of both. It was a bit of both, to be quite honest. And moving moving forward to to, to basically now, um, what what sort of what's the system like now? <clears throat> um, what's the system like? I suppose it's it's more geared to sheep now. You know, mm-hmm. as I say, we've got as you you know that two or three different bits here and there, and it's maybe handier. For us, anyway, uh, you know, just to have them spread over uh, kind of different bits, more sheep, and just basically we can uh, our Texel cross lambs, and most of them will be sold kind of stores and forward stores, but we don't usually finish anything, and the, the blackface chivets and kind of different ones will go away as, as stores, but just kind of over, just starting now, really, over to maybe we'll try and live them the way, probably be a bit. November time, there might be a few uh, left over, but round about there, uh, and just uh, work, you know, work our way through them, kind of thing. Yeah, 
And if, if you're listening, guys, just about now is about late August. And I think today actually was the first time any store alarms went off. Uh, yes, that was the yeah. first one. Uh, the you mentioned earlier back back in the day, <laughs> it was the the Suffolk you were using. Now very much more the Texel you've moved towards. Um, is 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 there anything you miss about the Suffolk? Is there a reason you jumped towards that Texel? I think they were. I think I think the honest answer to the two good breeds, but uh, just maybe as a personal choice, maybe we <laughs> we. I, I liked the Suffolk when we had them, but we just kind of, I don't know, we just seemed to kind of drift more at the start to the Texel, and we find that, as we're saying, kind of selling store lambs, that they seem to, I'm not saying Suffolk's will be wanted as well, because they will be, but they seem to be quite well wanted, and the suit here, quite hardy, and yeah, they, they, they do the job that we are asking them, and I suppose from that point of view, that's, that is what you're asking them to do, you know, and we're quite happy with them. Uh, a mixture of the, the mothers uh, like to, that we crossed to the Texels, kind of mules, and we've got some clean used as well. And though a nice, fairly decent uh, store lamb, uh, and it suits us. You can get quite a decent batch away at a time, and it just it works for our system. I suppose that's just basically what you'd say. Uh-huh. They're all. There will be someone listening to this because I know he listens to every podcast that I know you're a big fan of. It will be interesting for him to to watch you as opposed to you watch him. But uh, Will Rubottom, if you're listening, uh, the old, man, old man's mentioned cleans. What what do you think about the cleans or cleans? Should I say? Not me, I will. <laughs> oh, I actually mean you, yeah. <laughs> no, I think they do. We, we, as you know, we've had them now for quite a few years mm-hmm. and quite quite pleased with them. They're like every sheep. They'll avoid things. I'm sure are. Not perfect, like any breed, but from the job, we just run about 50, we keep pure, and then the rest, we usually, as I say, just put them into the, like with the with our mule use and cross them to the, the Texel, and we're quite happy with what we get them. Yeah. The, uh, on, on the hill, uh, Blackies, Blackies and Swales, sorry, Blackies and Swales and Blackies Swale crosses, but there's a lot more white faces coming in now. Is there a reason for that? I think we, I think they we've had GVs before, but it was quite a long number of years that we didn't have GVs, and we we fancied just they're a bit here, approximately hundred years, and we thought we would maybe turn it over to the GVs, and we're just sort of working at it. With we'd got a few years, but we're just kind of crossing through, you know, getting getting them. But they are nearly, I would say, maybe this year will be nearly all nearly all GVs on the bit, but the. Next door, where there's blackface and kind of swale crosses at, at the Dunyeh, I think just work away with them and they work away fine as well. Um, and I just uh, uh, kind of horses for courses, really, you know. Uh-huh. How, how is there's how, first off, how much ground roughly is this the farm run over and is it all is it all rented? Is it all owned? What's the sort of split there? It's a lot of it's hill, you know, there's yeah. a big lot ground and we've got some rented in by bits here and there uh, and you actually usually come up with this figure better than me <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's about 2,000 acres it's just shy of 2,000 acres but I don't know what the exact split is um, hectares is owned but that's as I say a lot of hill a lot of it's hill you know um, and the rest is rented from different 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 places you know a few, a few different landlords uh, quite happy and seem to 
burnt away. Well, that, yep. that's exactly what I was going to ask. I've had a few people on here, um, uh, no, no names spring to mind, but a few people have had sort of tenancies, rentals, that sort of thing, and 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 struggled with those landlords. But you've always been quite quite happy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know folks say, "Oh, you're going on to a thing you're not likely to say," but no, personally, I've got on. I would say got on fine with any of our landlords. Yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, one, two, I think it's four. You know. Uh, and no, I don't generally don't have a problem. Uh, so on, there was a big change made what will be 10 years come next Lamentine. Um, and, you know, as a youngster, all the Lamentine I remember, and very much for yourself as well, was outdoor. Uh, and, and you moved to, to, to go to indoor Lamentine for probably the best part of the three quarters of the, of the sheep, maybe not three quarters, maybe two thirds. Um, was that a decision you're happy you made? I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2Cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, The Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. I think for the, some of the ones that were a wee bit outlined from the farm, it was, it was very handy. Uh, and as, as you as well know, I mean, we, we lamb, still lamb quite a few outside, but the ones from the kind of outline bits, it was easier for, you could, I don't mean you wouldn't, you, you maybe see them, but you do, you see them oftener. Uh, so you're more, and it, it was suiting us uh, to have some of the bits down in the shed and lamb them out there. And uh, it, work, it works, it suits our system and it works fine, you know, and well, I, I think you've maybe a chance of maybe the odd one you could maybe have saved that you might not have been so lucky outside just just because maybe weren't just there. But there's a lot of people that outside is completely for them and very happy. And as I say, we do lamb outside as well and and happy with that. But I think it's a good option. I think it works it works well for us. That's you know, it suits ourselves anyway. Absolutely. And there's, there's been a few times I've spoke over the, the podcast about, you know, we get into difficulties and such like. And, and with Gareth Wynne-Jones, which I think was number 40, um, Gareth talked about a snow in 2013. Mm. Uh, and and that, that snow hit us as well. And I believe the shed went in in the January prior to the March where the snow hit. Um, it almost paid for itself with that, would you? Yeah, we basically did just finish it at the end of the year, eh, the boys <laughs> up and uh, so a lot of the things maybe even yet there's things that could be done I know that but a lot of it was basically we just kind of put gates up and get some sheep inside it was well what, when did it come the 20 the snow 21st. came was first or 23rd was it I was yeah. more literally about 10 days off of starting at the time uh, and yeah it was it was certainly it was still a big a terrible thing. I know some places will get snow like that. Maybe not quite as deep, but some places will get a lot of snow. Most years, where we generally don't, we get, you know, we get the odd wee pickle, as you know, but we don't get much. But had we known the shed, aye, it would have been an awful lot worse, I think, would definitely be what I would say. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, you know, on the basis that we don't get it often, it's probably maybe why it hits so bad. I mean, like proof there, like, there's loads of places around the world that get 42 degrees, but when I hit London, the place went in fire. You know, when a place doesn't cut out for a thing, it's, it's, it always makes it harder. 
seems that a scenario if you're used for working for a yeah. thing like it, it's still prob- problematic of course it is but you can you know but it was just I suppose it was such a I think we talk about now is a dump of snow so <laughs> quick it, it done a terrible damage but uh, that yeah just one of these things that now and again do happen what one thing that that quite a few people have messaged me you'll be now the third I think the third farmer from an island uh, the first one's being Emma and Ewan um, the second one's being uh, uh, Andrew and Sophie from Butte and Isley respectively so we're, we're now on Aaron and one thing that quite a lot of people ask is is it a, a difficulty not being able to just hop in the motorway and go to market is that a problem you find is or get I mean, I think without being too into it, whatever, boat service has seen better years, but I'll not, I'll not, I'm not going down that channel. <laughs> but just putting it, eh, I don't know. I think I think generally if you're if there is a particular sale that you really want to be there, there is things you can do. All right, it might be you have to go the night before or it might be whatever it be. But I think you can generally... You, you get so, I mean, well, as you said at the start, well, I'm 60 this year, so you get so used to things. So, well, used will work on the boats, you know, in the sense I know it's maybe not brilliant at this present moment, but uh, no, I, I I think nowadays as well, quite a lot, was we said earlier there, you know, is sheep and that goes away, and many a time you're not there, but it's still nice to be there. And I try to go, you kind of try to go a few times every year, but sometimes, uh, you know, you can't manage, but I, I see what the, the people are saying, but it's not very often you you miss something that you're really trying to get to. You know what I'm getting at, but it can be a problem. It can be a drawback, yeah. Are there hauliers that take, you know, feed fertiliser, that sort of thing over, and, and vice versa? Is there hauliers that take stock off? Well, in the in the like livestock side, it's Coopers from Garth to Cap- who really do a great job here in the island. Uh, and then with Arm Haulage and, and the ones, you know, that do the, there's like, as you say, fertiliser and dog merchant is the bulk feed. So uh, it's a bit of, well, two of them are on the island and one comes onto the island, but they, they're they quite well with working. You know, they, they know the, they do know the problems of the ferries, if you know what I mean, <laughs> without taking that one too seriously, they do. And I, th- I think even before you consider the sort of mentioned problems with, with ferries at the moment and whatnot, it is part of, of island life. You know, you, you set up for that when you sign up for it. You And if you're not ready to prepare for things before the day before you need it, then that's kind of on you, you know. So it, it, it's part of, of island living, eh, is being prepared for that sort of thing. Um, yeah, we, we mentioned feed and fertiliser there. Uh, has been very much the theme of quite a few podcasts with various farmers. They've went through the roof. They've through the roof. Has that impacted you? Well, obviously, it's, it impacts everybody, I, and and on the fertilizer and, and feed as well. It, yes, it will be not as expensive in the mainland, but it's still dear there as well. You know, so obviously we have the add-on of of whatever the haulage, um, and. Yeah, but again, going back to what you said at the start of that question, it is part of island life. You do expect it's going to be a bit dear. Sometimes things can be too much dearer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's another another obstacle of island life, I dare say. You know, you just, you, and as you said, 
if you're kind of bred to you know that and you you do your best to work your, the best way you're in it that you can do. And on, on the fertiliser side, are you are you growing much? You're obviously growing grass, but are you growing much grass for silage? Are you growing any crops, that sort of thing? You know, we grow a wee bit, maybe two or hundred round bales uh, of silage. <laughs> and uh, just a kind of one sort of later cut, just maybe the second week of July, round about there. Um, and uh, that we don't, we don't uh, drop anything. You know, we don't put any, any grain or anything like that. Any any forage crops in like that? No. Um, the it's the whole the whole discussion about feed and fertilizer and stuff. People that listen to the podcast often, uh, Gordon and Maria, I'm almost certain you're hearing this. Um, it's it, it almost sounds like I never shut up about it. But it, when we're talking about food and farming, it's the the first thing that we consider is that grass crop, whatever, and. If if it's too expensive to grow, it's it's, it's worrying for for the industry. So, do you think, and we don't need to get into poli- politics here, uh, but do you think Brexit and we'll even mention COVID as well has had had a major impact on farming? I think probably two of them have, but I'm not very clever on these the political side yet. But um, I, I mean, there'll be a lot of people who probably watch this and they'll. They, they can make from what, which way I voted or not, but I think it was maybe that maybe shutting avenues that had been open before, you know, uh, on, you obviously know what when that is I'm talking about, and the, the COVID definitely had affects everything, I mean, who could have envisaged the whole world really, I, damn near a standstill, you know, that, that's a bit exaggerated, but you know what I mean, it was not just... It literally was, <laughs> I think that the world, there's bound to be lasting effects from it. You know, I, I don't know how it's how they work it. You know, politically, I don't mean politically, but you know, to sort the problem out, I don't really know. But they're bound to be all effects and different things of what you at the start of the question. The answer being yeah, the two of them. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where where we we go from here, but. Um... Heading back to the sort of, I know folk sort of enjoy the, the island story, and I know people, and you'll know this yourself, Dad, from from you know me telling you about posts in R2K and stuff that folks sort of like to hear about that. And and one thing that um, since I started R2K has only happened once, and it happened three weeks ago, uh, was was Aaron Show. Um, you've been heavily involved in that pretty much your whole life. Um, could you t- talk about your involvement in the show? Oh, I'm well, I probably was like in the years of age and that, maybe a bit younger when uh, you went to a meeting and the next thing you knew you were told you're a director and that was about the size of that. <laughs> I remember the night that that happened about two or three years more once at age group, we just went along to the meeting and you end up as a director. As, as it, it just goes on 40 years further down the line now. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I suppose, uh, well, I was saying I'm 60 next week, but I suppose I will have been at is that 58 shows or 59 for a wouldn't about the first time for it would be August and I was born in September. Have you ever <laughs> missed have you ever missed one? No. And no. I assume I, I presume I've been at everyone. I can't tell you about when it was one, two, and three, but I think it was there. <laughs> it's either 58 or 59. I don't know which one you where you think was that. Any um, any standout moments? I think there's one you're gonna mention. One, I 
Uh, and it was the year, obviously, you won the show, which... Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even the one I was thinking about. <laughs> right, OK, yep, yep. I, when you, I, I, <laughs> I take it you mean the, the royal visit, no? I do mean the royal visit, yeah. <laughs> Princess Anne came twice. She came... Can you tell me when the, it that be, was? Be, it would be 25 years prior to 2011, so, yep. what, 1984? Whatever it was, she came then as well. Uh, all right, okay. I'll take your word for that. For how did you thought that? Uh, and no, it's always a, it's a it's a great day of the year. Obviously, it's been two years with COVID. You know, we couldn't have it. It was great to be back, uh, and and I think it would be a very successful day. It was a very successful day, uh, as as I would think every show really has been. Uh, there would be, it's it's a kind of place where. You see each other, you do a wee bit of showing. I know we didn't show this year, but we usually do. But we didn't show this year. But you like the competition with your pals just as much. And if they win, great. And if you get something, great as well. But it's 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 a good it's a good meeting place of people you haven't maybe seen since last year who come every year to Am show, you know. Or in, uh, or in this case, in three years. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, and it, uh, it was it was a good year this year, and I think well. Maybe this is wrong. Maybe someone has found, but it might be the first time it's happened. It might not be uh, where the same family have won the overhead and the reserve overhead. But I, I don't. Henderson's did once as well. Yes, but yes, it was it was very nice. It was very nice for uh, and they had a, they had certainly some turnout of sheep, uh, and <clears> as <throat> as everybody that was showing, you know, everybody, yeah. Uh, so it's and as yourself and Daniel know. The, the public can get a wee bit involved in it with the dog show because that is, you know, can be people that's not residents in the island and it, it gives everybody a wee bit involved in it. So there's, there's a bit for everybody at it. You know, I think that's how you would describe it. And as, as someone and myself that's, that's been to a lot of Ayrshire shows this year, just with Rhett, it's much bigger than I realised. You know, because I've always been at it. It's just got a base show size on. It's, it's bigger than a lot of shows like, you know, the ride, Kilmore's the bigger than that, you know. We do get a lot of tourists, and that's always a busy time on the tourist on the island. So I think if you get if you get not a soaking wet day, we usually get a fair number of people come in mm -hmm. uh, to do the show because they are here anyway, and it's it is a good it's quite a quite a reasonable day out, and it's an entertaining day for people, mm -hmm. and you do get the same people come back year after year, but you'll also get a lot. Of People that just happen to be on the island that week say, oh, must go with that, as is the same probably on the Saturday with the island games. You know, the two of them, so two kind of biggest events on the island, uh, three days apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I spoke, for those of you listening, I spoke at the start about a memorable moment, and I mentioned Princess Anne coming with a royal visit. Now, they came on what was the 175th in my lifetime, the 150th, which would have been in your lifetime as well, Dad, but you'd have been about 20-odd, roughly. Um uh, the reason I mentioned that was it was 2011 uh, and Dad was in, in sort of, well, showing Princess Anne round our, our, our sheep ring duty and unfortunately fell victim to one of his own clean tops about 15 minutes before, knocked against the gate and knocked out cold. Um, so it was a wee bit dazed. You see, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the reason I mentioned it was the next year, did get redemption where um, 
he won his first. Well, as a family, I say we, we won it. The 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 first uh, overhead championship for Bridge Farm. Could you tell us a bit about that day? Because that had been that had been a good day for. Well, it was a good day for me. A good day for you as well, and for your mum as well. It was a great day, and I think if I, if you you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a pouring wet day, wasn't it? It was. I remember getting stuck, my feet stuck in the ground. It was that way, yeah. Yeah, down at the sheep pens, it was it was just poured, and well, your sheep went through the the, the Texel class and won it, and then went forward to the overhead, which was in itself we were absolutely chuffed to bits. But then you got the the nod, so yes, it was a. It was a brilliant day. Aye, uh, yes. Might never. We might never do it again. We might do. It. We might do it, but it was very good to do it. Yes. Was uh, that that was the first in the family history? Not the first. Yes. A few, you know, like maybe one sections. I think. I think Dad then once once were freezing dull a long time ago, uh, but never never got to the, you know, to that stage. No, Aye. that was the. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, a good day, a, str- a strange day because I was only 15. Um, I don't know how there have been younger winners than that, I'm sure, but certainly young, and uh, it was it was quite quite hard to comprehend. <laughs> like, you'd always seen someone standing up with the red championship, or whatever, and that was the, the best animal on the island, and all this sort of thing at that time of the year. And yeah, it was, it was a nice field. Um, the, there's, there's two reasons I've had you on, there's one the story in general, but there's one thing I really wanted to cover, and uh, that's what we're just about to get into now. A thing that you've started, we talked about your birthday uh, and what you wanted for your birthday, and, and you get an early birthday from a present for myself, which we'll call out Martin Ryan, and thank you, Martin, for for uh, a very good um, shepherd's cook. Um, oh, oh, just away, I'll leave him, I'll talk for a minute, he's away to get it. Uh, it's it's It was very good quality. A shepherd's cook, some probably dad doesn't use all the time, uh, but I thought it would be a very nice thing for his 60th and he's got it on camera. Dad, see if you talk, he'll have to hear you for it to jump to your camera. Sorry? Just just speak. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, okay. that's, that's me, that's my age. It's, it's a really nice stick. Very, 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 very to know, mate. Um, so, yeah, as I was saying, I mean, a, a shepherd's cook probably not something I've seen my dad use all the time, but um, I thought it'd be nice for this challenge that is currently going on, which when we asked dad what he wanted for his birthday, this is what he asked. Now, for those of you that know me, know that I will go to cattle markets, I'll go to auction markets here and there, I take students there, I go with mum and dad. But it's not my favourite thing on the planet, but it's definitely up near the top of dad's because he does enjoy going to them. And what his request was, was to get... Let me get this right, Dad. Every single livestock market in Scottish mainland plus three more. Is that right? Well, is that is that it was, but it became four more. Why four more. You... Well, well, could you tell us first off why why did you want to do that, and then just go into telling us about maybe some of the ones that really stuck out for you that you want to go to? I think uh, it's a thing I've thought about doing for a long time, but probably thought I'll never do it anyway. For I think, you know, you do think of different things and you think, and then, so when you asked me any plans for what you'd like to do for your 60th, I said, I do actually, but I don't know whether it was to visit every market in mainland Scotland. And I, I wanted to go to two or three in England that have a kind of connection with Scotland, you know, that there are quite a few sell. Uh, so I think if I'm correct, it's 18 in Scotland, and I'm not sure there may be a 19th, but I'm looking into that. I don't know whether it's still, I'm not going to say the name, 
uh, and I'm doing four. So it's 22, I think, is the number, uh, of which we've done two. Just started last week, was the first. Uh, went down to, to St. Boswell's, and we're on St. Boswell's, and then we come up and stayed the night with yourself and Dumfries, and went to Dumfries. So that's the first two. So uh, was uh, was Wooler not done? No, <laughs> well, Wooler wasn't done because your mum didn't go well. <laughs> that's that. That was another story, but that didn't happen. It was supposed to happen, but we'll we'll do it again. We'll manage to get there. Yeah. And as as an islander, I have to ask, why not every Scottish market? Uh, as an islander, they're all good stores, <laughs> but I'm one of the exceptions. No, I've just a. Uh, I didn't think I could just manage to fit it in, really. You know, it, it's to try and get, if we're trying to do it, to get one or two maybe over a day or two so as you can, you know, fit two or three in at the one time. Uh, and it's over probably 18 months to two years we're going to do it in. Uh, but, yeah, quite enjoying. And as I say, we've just been in two years yeah, so far, but over about another, yeah, about another half a dozen we're going to do within the next two or three weeks. Uh, so, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. And uh, I know some folk think, geez, oh. But, but somebody else said to me, it's just like bagging them in row. I, I said, that's true, but after the easy option, I don't need to climb. <laughs> so, you don't even uh, drive to it. Mum does the driving for you. Um, <laughs> uh, is, is there a, what was that? That's the plan. <laughs> is there any in that tour that you haven't already been to at some point? No, I haven't, sorry. Is there any, like, so you're looking at doing the 22, 23, whatever it is, but you will have been to some already, I assume, well, not I assume, I know. Is there any you haven't been to? I, I think there was about nine or ten I've been, you know, a long time ago or not that long ago. Uh, so, yes, yeah, slightly more than half of them I haven't been in, you know, at all. Some of them just, uh, there's two of them I've actually been in in their yard, but there wasn't a sale on you know, what years ago? And that's, that's also part of it. There's to be a market on. You know, I want to go. Might only be an hour or a couple of hours you wait, depending what your sort of timetable is. But that's the kind of the plan of it. You know, buying at the mall. No, but maybe in maybe in some. You've yeah. only you've only been to two so far. Uh-huh. Have you been? Have you been well? Have you and Mum been well received? Is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. I just, I just said to the two places that have been, what I told them doing is just really here to have a look at, you know, the markets here. Would they mind if we took a few photographs and the two places would be not said, no, just carry on. But we will ask that, you know, before we go anywhere. It's only courteous, I would say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they've been well received, I would say. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. And uh, that's quite a lot of wee moped going by. Um... It'll be quite interesting if you do manage to get photos at them all. Uh, are you writing a wee bit about each of them or not? Not doing that sort. Of... I mean, there's. I mean, there's not a huge amount as such, but yes, and we've taken odd photos that we'll maybe try and not know any uh, like major. Uh, but yeah, a record. I think a record's what you see with some pictures yeah. to with it and and the, uh, you know, just sort of fit it together the dates etc. And that's the kind of idea anyway. But uh, it, it can be quite interesting once that it, it, um, it uh, once you have done that sort of thing and have a look back on it and exactly yeah, yeah. well it, there's there's obviously places that there's certain sales sales that I've never 
of certain areas, you know, it's always been some. I would like to go to see a sale there and different things like that. So that has just always been, but I've always just a dish notion of maybe visiting them all. So that's the plan. Oh, we'll do it. We will do it. But as I say, it's a kind of 18 month, two year project because we'll try and do some of the areas, you know, that you can get four or five maybe over a few days or whatever it is, you know, a, in, 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 in a one area, which can be quite a spread over area, but in a part of the country, if you want to say. Is there any is there any specific sales that you, you want to go to, you know, ones that spring to mind or the, the Cheviot ones at Laird or the the, yeah. the the Texel top sales at Lanark, that sort of thing? Um, actual big first store sale at Laird, I think I'm not going to be able to just fit it in. I'll go to Laird, but it might be a different sale, which will just be every bit as interesting to see, you know. Um, and, well, there's four or five up the northeast that we do plan to try and do them over a few day period, like, uh, see how it goes. That's the idea. <laughs> what's, what's the next challenge? Every football stadium in Britain? <laughs> I'll be 80 for then. <laughs> um, well, I, <laughs> I was going to say, where would Parkhead come in that list? <laughs> well, I think I told you that. I have been once. <laughs> oh, so you have, that's right. So you have. Um, so no, it's it's a it's been a, a podcast. We this is the second time I've interviewed you, whether you remember that or not. Um back in what I believe was October 2020, so just shy it'll be two years since it came out. Um back before the podcast with the people in farming um a posts I wrote up. And if, if any of you're listening and and are interested in some of those people in farming posts, it's it's quite interesting to look back just how dreadful I was at writing about stories about people. But there's some people on there that have not been interviewed in the podcast. Uh, a standout is hands down, not hands down, he just he is the biggest farming YouTuber in the world and Graham Parker. Um, I've never been able to get him in the podcast. So if you're listening and you know Graham and you think you could get to him, that would be quite handy. But I think Dad, Graham Parker, David Henderson, and there's two others are the, the ones that I still haven't had on the podcast. Um but yeah, I've wanted to, to have one, someone from Aaron, and two, uh, yourself on. So it's good good to have finally done it. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed it yourself. Yes, I have. Good, good. And as as a fan of the, the show, uh, do you know the last two know the last two questions? You see them, but I, I thought you'd forgot them there. Uh -huh. No? No, no. Do you know them? Do you remember them or no? Let me see the exact words. Where will I be in, is it 10 years? Five, five years. Five, uh, and what for a young person coming into farming? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can say the sentence to me. You, well, know, you, you said, the, where do you see yourself in five years? And if you had any tips for folk coming into farming, what would they be? I think anybody, I'll start with the one coming into farming. I think, I think anybody coming in, if you've got, and, and I know and watching, listening to your, your, your podcast, a lot of people will say something very safe very similar if you've got an idea and you want to try and get in it's maybe not easy to get in but just have a have a word with somebody or get yourself you know and get yourself a chance where you maybe i don't know get a wee job but i thought i don't even odd days or just get yourself involved or go to the like yourselves and you know a college or get there's a lot of ways it's not easy to get in, but there is a lot of ways and, and the avenues that you can tackle, you know, to get yourself there. And if you've got that, and 
dream to do it, you'll probably succeed in some form of whatever it, line of agriculture you wish to get in. But if you're committed enough, you'll probably get there. And best of luck to you if you do. And I think that's about what we'd say for that one. And uh, where'd you see yourself in five years? Probably sitting here <laughs> doing a podcast with you in five years' time. About going to <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I did. Hopefully, just still, still here. I yes, yeah. um, still farming, looking to retire. Not sure. Well, as it goes, I'll not be able to retire. You see, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Pending, probably just plodding along the same way as I've done for the last forty to odd forty year. Probably, uh, and yeah, just pretty much the same. I would think. I don't Good. see any huge changes, uh, unless, unless unless you're going to tell me different. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be choosing which home it is. Uh, no, um, it's a uh, it's it's been good to have you on. I normally say I normally tell uh, the listeners what uh, social media to get you on. So, what social media are you on, Dad? Is that uh, Instagram? Have you? Uh, I forget the number for the smoke signal. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. Um, right. <laughs> so there's there's no way to follow him uh, unfortunately but if you follow R2K on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok as I said, uh, he does appear from time to time um, and I do plan on doing a little, uh, if you want me to a little sort of, this is how the, the tours, the market tours went so we'll, um, you'll maybe see him there at some point. This will be going out I believe the first week in October um, so yep but I hope you've enjoyed listening as I said next week we're heading over in the boat from Aaron into Kilmarnock uh, and uh, speaking to Jane Strawhorn um, who anyone I'm pretty sure just about anyone in the Scottish ag sector will, will have heard of Jane at least uh, and maybe maybe you know her mum or dad who, who work at SAC and McCaskies respectively so you might have popped into some of the family um, popped into some of the family I should say so another good episode there uh, Dad, thank you very much. I uh, hope you've enjoyed yourself. Yeah. Good. And uh, I, we shall see you next week for R2Cast number 63. Well, that's it. Another R2Cast finished. Another agricultural mind opened up. And I would just like to say that getting these guests on board uh, does take time uh, and it always has done. But I've now went weekly and with that comes even more time required and I would just like to finally thank once more the Scottish Farmer for sponsoring the show and making that much more possible. Please be sure to get in touch if you've any ideas of people you'd like to see on the podcast or maybe ideas you have for me presenting better because I definitely do require that. See you in the next one.